From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Friday, February 11th. I'm Sarah Wright. Indoor masking orders remain in effect in Mendocino County at least until mid-March due to strained hospital capacity. Public Health Officer Dr. Andy Korn said he stayed up long hours deciding whether or not to go along with the state in loosening mask requirements. But after meeting with hospital officials, he decided that although COVID case numbers have dropped, relaxing the rules was not an appropriate response to local conditions. We, in the rest of the state, have seen the num- the numbers of patients in the ICU also plateau and fall. In Mendocino County, we're facing a slightly different problem, and that is the capacity of our hospitals uh, to care for anyone with any problem in our county. So it's not all the numbers of people that have COVID that are stressing our hospital. It's the total number of people in the hospital beds. So in the last few days, in the last couple of weeks, we've had many days where there have been zero ICU beds and several days where you know we've gone to bed and there have been no general medicine beds available for a person who needed to come in for a heart attack or a broken leg or, you know, and and there was actually, there's at least one case I'm very aware of that the person had to be transported out of county. I think think they went to Sacramento for an, an acute emergency appendectomy. The length of hospital stays for COVID patients is shortening, but there has been an increase in patients with other conditions. And transmission rates are at the CDC's highest risk level, though it's impossible to know exactly what the numbers are with people relying on rapid tests. Mendocino County is not the only county that's declined to relax the masking orders. While neighboring Sonoma County loosened its orders this week, some Southern California counties are still masking indoors. Corn made some narrow exceptions for fully vaccinated groups. We'll keep it as a universal masking order from February 15th till March 15th, but I am adding a little bit more Uh, opening here because more people have been vaccinated and boosted. And you know, the risk for severe illness that puts people in hospitals or ICUs or causes death is much, much less in those people who are boosted. So what I've done in this order is not only keep universal masking alive in Mendocino County for the next month, but I've relaxed it to where there are venues that the operator can can, uh, document that everyone is fully vaccinated and boosted indoors. There may be small groups, there may be classes or something like that. Not It'll be outside of schools. The schools are still you know, uh, universal masking, but there might be small groups um, that the operators can say, everybody here, you know, they've, they've shown me their, their uh, vaccination cards uh, or they have had uh, an illness that's ended within the last 90 days. So they're presumably as immune as they can be Um, In those situations, everybody can take off their mask, but it's going to be everyone in that group for that time, including any maintenance people, uh, that then it's pretty safe. And so we're opening it up for people who are vaccinated and boosted uh, just in limited situations. Okay. And and last week you said that there were some therapeutics coming into the county, but they were really scarce. And I'm wondering if... um, our supply of therapeutics has expanded a little bit, and if they're being used. They're being used. The Paxlovid, uh, which is a pill, it's actually three pills a person would take twice a day for five days if they come in and they have a high risk of progressing. 
then we have 20 courses available in the county for this week. And pretty much within a day or a couple of days, they're, they're being used right away. I mean, we have far more people who could utilize it. So we're getting them. Uh, and I think that within March, we'll get many more of those um, outpatient treatments. And we're very happy about that. But it's, uh, it's still a scarce supply. And one of the concerns has been the effect that Omicron is having on the pediatric population, possibly because younger kids are not eligible for boosters yet. And you mentioned last week that there was an infant at UCSF. And I'm wondering, you know, how's that baby doing? And um, is it still hitting the pediatric population as hard? Good news that baby is doing well in his home. We did, I, I think, uh, you know, we did have a pediatric death of a 17-year-old in our county uh, last month. So it's not something that's unheard of. And uh, statewide, uh, they've seen a significant increase in hospitalizations, uh, pediatric hospitalizations for COVID. They wound up amounting to four, three and a half to four percent of all those hospitalized in California were pediatric admissions. That's come down now, but it's important to understand that that this there have been there have been pediatric admissions and there have been several deaths as well. And we don't know even when we send them home, we worry about the long COVID issue that's happening. Now, what's other good news is that on the fifteenth, the um, FDA will be looking at uh, the new vaccine for the six month to four year old children. And that is really expected to sail through. The data shows very good results in protection for those children. And uh, they're already making plans to start shipping out to have it in our communities um, by the time it's expected to get its emergency authorization, which would be in the range of probably March 15th, something like that. So we're going to be seeing those little uh, babies vaccinated. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.